0: Welcome back, children of the revolution, to what you're not listening to on Ace of Spades, PDX, the audio education line anthology series. And uh, I am Daddy Ben Barrett, Ben Brown Jr., your host, show producer, webmaster, audio engineer, researcher, videographer, and writer doing it all here in the DIY. If there sounds like some background noise, it's because uh, much like the show we did a little over a month ago, we're experiencing triple-digit weather here in the Polar Metro area. Um and I've got doors open and fans going, but um, I'm recording this much later in the day, so um, it's slightly cooler. We're only at about 97 degrees, and I know there are probably parts of the country who think that that's not excessive. Well, it's excessive for here, and we are not used to it, and we are many people are not prepared for it, so please, 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 please um, stay safe, stay hydrated. Um, there are cooling centers here in the Portland metro area. Please use them. Do not hesitate. All right, with all that out of the way, let's get to the reason many of you are here, and we're talking uh, today show, number 135, can you believe it? And uh, could this be the first true indie rock record? Yes. Taking a look back almost five decades one of the most unique and iconic albums of the 1970s, Something Anything by Todd Rundgren, and, uh, that proved an album of incredibly diverse styles, almost all written and performed completely by the artist himself, could prove a template for all lo-fi, indie, and self-produced and self-performed albums in history. Yes. Even almost a decade before Prince. And... It is often cliche and easy to say that someone marches to the beat of their own drummer. It is quite another when that same artist rises to the occasion, not only becomes their own drummer, but can also do everything else with seemingly such ease as to literally put everyone else around them to shame. Case in point Wundekind, Todd Rungren, originally from Philadelphia one of the countless many who were mesmerized by the Beatles in 1964, he decided early on that this could actually be a career for him. He wasn't raised by rock and roll as much uh, as he was by his father's love of opera and classical, which would inform his work tremendously, even in the most subtle of manners. After being in several bands that went nowhere, he was a key player in the Nas, a uh, proto-power pop outfit that should have been the next big thing if press reports of the time are to be believed. He tired of the formula rather quickly, switching gears to pop and blue-eyed soul sound. Um, This rapid transformation would be a key trait in Rundgren's professional career. By the time of Something Anything in 72, on independent label Bearsville, his third release in his first true solo album, following two releases as Runt, yes, I can't even make this up, Music critics were literally falling over themselves to describe how one person, who but all for a handful of tracks, could perform every single instrument on the album, write the bulk of the material, produce and even help engineer the entire thing, and how such a thing could not have existed prior— The album went from power pop, love lore and ballads, progressive rock, and electronic instrumental spoken word passages, rough archival recordings, psychedelic music, heavy rock, boogie rock, and even flirting with early rock and roll styles. It seemed that Rundgren could do no wrong. Even in the final side of the release was completed with an ad hoc group of musicians assembled that performed live in the studio by Mark Moogie Klingman, who would become a main collaborator of his. And as an aside, because you know academia is all about parentheticals, Klingman actually um, worked with Bette Midler. (laughs) Yes. And um, the ad hoc group he assembled literally couldn't have been more um, apropos, right, as the French say. He literally had a day and a half to put this together in New York City. One of the backing singers, believe it or not, was uh, celebrated Hispanic actor Edward James Olmos. (laughs) And that happened. Even in an era of excess, where double albums ran about 70 to 74 minutes in length, this one ran over an hour and a half long. Some of it was recorded at his rented home using new advances in technology, including portable synthesizers manufactured by EMS. The one thing that has always made the album stand out wasn't just his confidence in playing and writing, but a sly sense of humor and an anything-goes attitude that keeps it fresh without taking itself too seriously. Strangely, due to the success of two major bona fide hits from the album, the pop song I Saw the Light and the blue-eyed soul classic Hello, It's Me, the latter replete with enough melancholy to keep uh, the daytime TV so ball my children afloat for a year in just four minutes, Rundgren hated the manner the press attempted to pigeonhole him into, and he radically changed styles immediately with his next album. The follow-up record was cheekily titled A Wizard, A True Star. The strange thing is, no one was arguing that he wasn't. Alrighty, and here we go. Me kicking off a song about, uh, and this is interesting, I planned originally to do a show, uh, sooner or later, about uh, real people, right? And this was going to be one of the songs I was going to pick. (laughs) Because it is about a real person, and it was about a year before he uh, was in a George Lucas film, yes, pre-Star Wars children, hello, yeah, right? Um, this is called Wolfman Jack, and we'll see you in just a little over 30 minutes. One, two.
1: Saying yes, yeah, cause it did.
2: Before we go any further, I'd like to show you all a game I made up. This game is called Sounds of the Studio. And it can be played with any record, including this one. You can play it uh, with... You can even play with your favorite record. You may be surprised. Now, if you have a pair of headphones, you better get them out and get them cranked up. Because they're really going to help you on this one. Now, I'm sure you all recognize this. This is called Hiss. Comes on uh, records that were mastered lousy or uh, mono-reprocessed for stereo or any number of things. This of course is hum. Peas popping. This is the sound of bad editing. And here's what happens when the machine gains control and mangles your tape. Punch. Outs. Now all you have to do is find these sounds on the record. And whoever finds the most wins, of course. But don't...
0: And welcome back, children of the revolution, to what you're not listening to here on Ace of Spades, BDX, and I'm you're all-around monkey bear, Daddy Ben Bear, Ben Brown Jr. doing it all here in the DIYs. We uh, take a look at something, anything from 1972 by the one and only Todd Rundgren, who, uh, with the exception of the, all the tracks on the side four, pretty much did it all himself. Right? It just it it's believe this or not? This album and this artist were a huge influence on me. You know. Why? Why would you need anyone else if you can just step up your game and you know stretch yourself? When people ask me why do I do all these things, how? Why would I not want to work with collaborators? I actually do want to work with collaborators. Um, in fact, I will be next week when we talk about a diversity program. Um, however, sometimes we just want to prove something to ourselves. All right, and there's there's a joy and a magic in that. Let's recap what we've heard the first part before we get into our grand finale, shall we? Kicked it off with Wolfman Jack. Following that was a top 20 single, I Saw the Light. After that was something called Intro, where he's talking about (laughs) studio problems. And after that, Overture, My Roots, Money, That's What I Want, and Messing with the Kid, two covers there. Um, Couldn't I Just Tell You, followed that. Um, And after that, a very uh, Beach boyish sounding, The Night the Carousel Burned Down. Little Red Lights followed that, a smoker there. Breathless, the instrumental, and after uh, following that, a song that would probably put Pink Floyd to shame, Black Mariah, yes. All right, there isn't much more I can say that hasn't already been said. This is one of those kinds of albums that critics literally fall over themselves to talk about and praise. And even Robert Christigal, right, you know, he was writing for Cream and uh, occasionally Rolling Stone and uh, was for many years working at uh, the Village Voice. Um, I, in fact, I actually tripped over, well, I may have just tripped over my own feet doing this because, well, I wear size 13 and a half, 14 triple E's. It's not that difficult. But when I think about this uh, this album, I'm just like, ah. Because it really is all that. And if you have questions, feedback, comments, dedications, love letters, requests you are always welcome. Please drop me a line at DaddyBenBear, one word, DaddyBenBear at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn by typing in Ben Brown Jr. Or find me on my design site, and there's a contact page there, AOSPDX.com. Yes. Um, Even you spammers, yes, I know. Some of you have just been (laughs) ridiculously... I'm just gonna delete you I don't have time to be upset I get what you're trying to do And Just because I don't like it Doesn't mean I have to buy into it Right And there you have it Love to you all There are two songs Finishing this up Uh, They're incredibly different And I thought um, The first one is probably One of the greatest If not the greatest Blue-eyed soul Classic of all time Honestly One of my top five Favorite songs Yes And that is no joke And after that a song that well, hear me, here I am in rock critic mode. It's where Delaney and Bonnie meets Bolin and T Rex, baby. Can you dig it? <laughs> this is hello, it's me, and slut.
2: Okay. Wait a minute. Give me, just give me, give me, give me a break, a second. Two, three, one, two, three. To revitalize me. And that Coke syrup there that was in that glass and the saccharin. Oh. I'm, I'm sorry, fans. Yeah, but I balked for a sleeping. moment, but I'll go all night if you want me to. Go all night. Just throw money. Throw money. Ready? Okay, Todd, I decided right now I'm changing the name of the album to Throw Money. Okay? A one, a two one two three